This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of the Valiant Central Podcast. I believe this is episode 127. If you're still sticking around, like sorry. 227. Well, you know, in like a year, maybe. 327? It might be 727. Hmm. I'm Martin. Paul's here. We're talking Valiant Comics. Have you heard of them, Paul? I've heard of them. I read some of them. Uh, I read. I read. They're the ones that are uh, are uh, printing on newsprint now, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The dollar fifty yeah. comics. Yeah, dollar yeah. fifty uh, newsprint. Yeah. Have you, Speaking you, of which, did you, did you read any of the alternate comics? Yeah, I haven't read the newsprint ones, but I've read some of their stuff before. Or like the digital. Yeah. Yeah. So I read the four that came out the first week they came out, and you know what? It was it was just fun, like to get comics for a dollar fifty. Like of the four that they came out with. Two were pretty much super kitty, uh, but they were still f- like a fun enough read. Mm-hmm. Um, one was, I think, pretty decent for for kids. Like it was one that just kind of works in general. And then the other one was definitely the adult one with more violence and profanity. Um, that one was more suspenseful, so that was like the most interesting of them, I'd say. But uh, you know, for a buck fifty, they were they were all just a fun read, and it was nice to read newsprint. Um, but uh, the if they were four those, bucks. Right? What was that? Was the chair one? No, no, no. No, the chair wasn't. Uh-huh. Uh, the chair is published by them. And I'm pretty sure everything they came out with is stuff that's already been published online. Yeah, I was going to say, because I, th- I thought I had seen that the chair was one of them. And I mean, I read the chair. It's, there's more stuff going to be coming out, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read the chair like four or five years ago. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been publishing stuff for quite a while online, I guess. I mean, like, I didn't know who they were. I don't really read much in the way of online comics. And if I did read something online, it would probably be something a lot more, uh, I don't know, niche or kitschy or something. Mm-hmm. Something, you know, something just very, very different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of times things that are very different can't really get published sure. because not enough people would want to buy them, you know? Yep. You know, published physically. Yep. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, the alternative stuff, it was, it was fun to read it all. I tweeted about it. I got a lot of, you know, retweets and likes and stuff like that. Um, so you could tell that there, you know, there's a lot of buzz, even though like a lot of them were alternate comics themselves and the, the writers and, and creators sure, and sure. stuff, but it's good. I mean, that's what you should be doing if you make something is, is going out there and, trying to pop the word of it a little bit you know so yeah I anybody actually, who's uh i have a uh, yeah. i have a batman commission um and a joker commission from peter Samedi that did the chair mm, that's awesome yep yeah um yeah so anybody listening like the thing is like for a buck 50 a comic it's it's you know trying a comic for that costs four dollars it's expensive you know you try mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff buck 50 i mean i got Four comics for like the price of a Marvel number one nowadays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. So, and at that price, is like none of them blew my socks off, but uh, they were all fun to read, you know? Nice. But, you know, th- that kind of goes in with, you know, obviously we talk about Valiant. Um, you know, with Valiant, you have such a, if you like Valiant, you have such a high hit ratio on enjoyment that. 
you're pretty safe getting anything, you know? Mm -hmm. Even if you don't get everything from Valiant, like, if you want to try something, it's a pretty safe bet, you know? Yep. Uh, it's Some of the, the, the comments and conversations I've been seeing lately have been interesting. It seems like, uh, you know, there's... It seems like there's... I, I don't know why, but it seems like Valiant fans come in waves. And it's not necessarily <laughs> like, oh, there's big news, so there's another wave of fans. It's kind of like, just like... A bunch of people discover it and i think when some of them start getting vocal on you know like the facebook groups and stuff other ones start getting vocal and it's not big things but like hey look what i got hey i just started reading valiant mm -hmm. um asking questions stuff like that and you get like the the like i don't know the last graduating class of valiant fans that you know they they kind of get past the new fan stage and conversations start to go off of just the Facebook group because it's a lot nicer to have a conversation with people you've got to know a little bit because you understand each other, et cetera, et cetera. Sure. But it's been kind of fun to see some of the questions and stuff. Um, like one of the ones that, that I thought was interesting was uh, somebody asking if there were other people or if there were people who stopped getting comics from Marvel and DC when they started reading Valiant. Obviously, this is somebody who is going through a struggle. I mean, I went through the same thing. I wasn't like huge into comics or into comics for a long time when I started reading Valiant. Uh, but I mean, I was reading like some X-Men and Batman and, you know, a few things like that. Um, and as I kept on going all in on Valiant, I was like, do I really want to read these other things? Hmm. And I didn't even have like a long running collection. Um, so it's tougher if you've been collecting them for a long time, you know, mm -hmm. if you... I don't know if you maybe you got into Batman even say with New 52. That's been quite a while now, you know, so you have a lot of Batman comics. So it's a tough decision to say, you know, do I'm not really enjoying this, but I'm enjoying these other ones. But now I'm getting this many comics and that's starting to push it. So what do you drop, you know? Yep. Um, and I I saw a lot of the responses that people made. Uh, you know, some people dropped everything and went all in on. Valiant. Some people just went to trade waiting for the stuff they wanted to read from from the other, you know, the two big publishers. Um, it, just a wide variety of, of things. But I know one thing that we've talked about in the past, like I feel very strongly about, is you should only buy what you enjoy. And it's one thing to collect to a certain extent just because you collect. Like, I'll buy any Ninja Turtle comic I can find mm -hmm. because I collect that. And I own Ninja Turtle comics that aren't very good comics, you know. Um, they're some of them are strange and out there, and some of them are, you know, there were publishers that got their hands on the property that was doing it to make money, not to make good comics, that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. they're all fun. Like for me, I I enjoy them all. So that's one thing. But I did like I went through that, and I shed the burden of like oh, I have to keep getting. You know, well, I've already gotten ten issues of Uncanny Avengers, so like. I, I got to keep getting it right. Like, you know, it's going to get good again soon. Right. <laughs> and, uh, I got away from that. Um, but you know, it's to each their own. If you really love reading stuff from DC and Marvel, why would you drop it? But if you find that there's a title, even if it's a title that you used to love or that, uh, you know, you've been getting for a long time, monthly comics, like almost none of them are worth a damn. Yeah, so, even if you say, you know what, I'm going to stop getting Batman, you know, 
thought about you it. You can go back and get those if you really if you if you stop getting them for like six months, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh man, I wish I didn't do this. It's not going to cost you that much to go back and pick them up. Yep. And the thing is, is that the the ones that you stop getting are going to, that you don't regret are going to outweigh the cost of having to recover ones that you changed your mind on. Yeah, yeah. So you know, if if you're really you know waffling about it and you, you just you can't decide if you're not enjoying it, just stop it for a while, you know, because mm-hmm. you're you're not going to lose out. I mean, it's rare that you have an issue that you know is jacked up in price, like you know the the Ninja Turtle issue where Donatello got killed. Uh, that issue, I don't I have no idea what it sells for now, but that issue shot up in, in value. The, you know, the first print of that issue. Yep. Um, that's rare. I mean, it, say I got sick of Ninja Trolls, like, I don't know. If I stopped collecting it for a year and then was like, oh, I regret this. Well, most of the issues I missed would cost about cover price, maybe even cheaper if you find a lot on eBay. There may be that one instance, though, where you have one that would be more expensive. But if I get 20 titles and I'm like, I pick five titles, I'm like, I'm not feeling these. Five titles over the course of a year is $240. Mm-hmm. So if you regret dropping one of those, you're still going to be on the plus side with money. And, you know, sometimes, like, um, there just might be a a creative team you don't enjoy or a particular storyline you don't enjoy, and it's okay to drop it. Um, You know, like, the first comic I ever read was Captain America. And I quit reading Cap, I don't know, 92, 93, when I really got into Valiant and Image stuff coming out. And I hadn't really yeah. read it until fairly recently when uh, Nick Spencer took over. And now this whole Secret Empire, like, I'm super pumped for Cap, dude. I love the hell out of it right now. Yeah, I haven't been reading what's going on right now. I mean, I read the first issue of the Nick Spencer run. And I think I read the second issue, too. Uh, and it was interesting, but I also, you know, for me, with any Marvel stuff, I know that I'm better off trade waiting it. And then, you know, more than half the time, I'm probably not going to give a damn by the time oh, the sure, trade comes sure. out. Um, but even if I do, I mean, you know, there's Marvel Unlimited. So I, now I can go back and, like, there's stuff like Secret Wars that when it was coming, I was like, well, this would kind of be interesting. But then I was like, is it, you know, $40 worth of interesting for me to read the story? Not really. Because mm-hmm. uh, it, it was, I think, 5 bucks an issue, and it was supposed to run eight issues. And that's not even, you know, if you get tied into anything else that you, you know, oh, this looks good. I'll get this, too. Um, Old Man Logan, I didn't read for the longest time. And uh, I always kind of wanted to because it's Lemire. And I, I gener- generally like Lemire. But I also, Lemire at Marvel, I haven't liked most of what I've read of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not Lemire. It's Marvel Lemire, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I finally did, like, on, on Marvel Unlimited, I started reading Old Man Logan. Do I regret not having the, the single issues? Hell no, I don't regret that. <laughs> you know what? If, if I want if I want to have a nice collection to read, I'll either get the trades if I just want it to be real readable, or I'll wait and eventually get the omnibus. I just recently... So I loved Fraction's Hawkeye run. Yep. Uh, mostly the art was done by David Aha and is fantastic. Um, and... I sold my. I had bought the first like I don't know five or six issues at an elevated price on eBay when I started getting into it because I was like I really love this and I want to have the whole run in first prints. Mm-hmm. So I got that. I sold it bef- before the series ended because the the release dates towards the end like there had been a couple times throughout the series that it got choppy, 
But towards the end, like there was the news of the bad blood between Fraction and Marvel and stuff like that. And I was like, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's just get out of this now. Sure. So I sold everything I had on eBay. I made a profit on it because I sold it then. Now you can buy the the run of first prints for way the hell less than I sold it for. Uh, but I always kind of wanted the omnibus, but it's a hundred dollar omnibus. So I didn't get it. It's like, well, you know, I can read on Marvel Unlimited. I've read it all once. It's not like I, you know, reread stuff over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I I was patient. I eventually got it for thirty bucks. There you go. Yeah. So you know, patience pays off. You don't always have to get it just because it's out right now. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think we've seen a lot of that lately. With uh, I I called it a, a slight restructuring uh, at Valiant. You know, the uh, dropping down to six titles, uh, relaunching with new creative teams, kind of uh, appealing to older fans a little bit more than they had been for the past, I don't know, year or so, I would say. Uh, it's been interesting. You know, if you drop something, then, you know, now's probably a good time to pick it back up. You know, you might find something that interests you. I mean, EXO is freaking fantastic. It's always fantastic. So you should never drop that. But uh, some of the other stuff, like uh, I was listening to, I don't know, it was one of the other Valiant podcasts. I can't remember which one. Um, oh, you know what? I think it was VCR. They were uh, they were poo-pooing on Bloodshot Reborn a little bit. And, you know, I know I know we have listeners that are, are big Bloodshot fans. I mean, I, it wasn't the best story, right? We can agree on that. You mean like the whole run of Bloodshot Reborn? Or are the, you talking about no, Bloodshot? The, the USA, USA, USA. Yeah, like, my two cents is it was a fun read. You know, I, beyond that, you know, a lot of people get too caught up in stuff, I think, sometimes, and they'll take something that's just fun, and they'll ruin it by, I, I was having this conversation with Aaron on uh, on Messenger yesterday, because he was just shitting all over, uh, oh, what, what movie was it? Doctor Strange. I got Doctor mm. Strange from Redbox. Yep. I liked it. I enjoyed watching it. it I don't funny. give a damn about anything else. I enjoyed watching it. That's all that matters to me. I go into a movie wanting to enjoy myself. And it's rare that a movie is bad enough that I can't even enjoy it. You know, right, right, right. Um, I may not love it. I may not rave about it. I may not recommend it. I may not go buy it on DVD. I still haven't bought the damn second Ninja Turtles movie. And I love Ninja Turtles. So, you know, I saw it in the theater. I was like, that was something. But, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, I enjoyed. And so did my cousin, Mike, who's, you know, in the same messenger group because, you know, they do podcasts together and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Aaron's just, just shitting all over it. You know, just, no, this movie's terrible. No, it's not terrible. Well, you know, it tells the same old origin story. Well, yeah, but that's the origin story. If you don't like Marvel origin stories, don't go see a Marvel movie that's the first one for the character, you know? Right. Et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, my, my big argument with stuff like that is don't get orange chicken and expect it to be something new and exciting, mm-hmm. you know? You get orange chicken because you know what it is. It's safe. But you don't get orange chicken and then get pissed off because it's not a delicacy. You don't go to Panda <laughs> Express and you're like, God damn it, this orange chicken wasn't the most amazing orange chicken I've ever had. They could have done so much more with it. Sure, right. Well, yeah, they could have. But you know what? You went to Panda Express. You knew where you were going, you know? <laughs> the thing with orange chicken is the the first Starbucks I worked at, there was a hole-in-the-wall Chinese food place that had shitty food. But you got the orange chicken with lo mein, and you put some uh, some of that uh, uh, what do you call it? 
the sriracha. You put sriracha on it. Ooh, oh my yes. god, it was so good. Yes. I stopped getting it when I saw the uh, the chef like sitting out back smoking and just saw what he looked like. But uh, you know, it's like that was terrible orange chicken, but I could still enjoy it. Right. Because it's orange chicken. I knew what it was. You know. Uh. Sometimes you go to a restaurant and you get orange chicken that is absolutely amazing. But, you know, if you go into it and you're like, this is orange chicken, I expect it to be orange chicken. When it is amazing, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. And when it's, you know, when it's just orange chicken, you still enjoyed having just orange chicken. <laughs> uh, somehow our title is going to have orange chicken in it. So I wanted to do a little bit of feedback, Paul. We got some feedback on last week's episode. Did we? We did. Uh, Travis, our good was buddy our, Travis. Was it our top-selling episode because of all the penis in it? There all was, the Minge fans jumped on board? There was a lot of penis. There was. It's true. It's weird. Like, Ultimate Marvel Podcast has a lot of downloads. They don't talk about penis. That's weird. You know, maybe it's just because Marvel's run by a bunch of dicks. That's enough penis for it. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I, I got nothing against Marvel. I've been uh, actually yeah. quite enjoying Marvel lately. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, anyways, Travis has some thoughts. Um, he, well, correction first. He said, uh, we were talking about EXO having that 30,000 copy pre-order bundle thing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the it's not 30,000 pre-orders. That's uh, 30,000 copies, of including pre-orders and uh, reprints, reorders. Uh, so it's not 30,000 bundles. Mm. Which is interesting. That really makes me want to know how many bundles. Yeah, I'm curious how many pre-order bundles they sold. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, I I know what you're talking about because I I disputed what he said because I think you and I both were of a different opinion. That's why I just tagged you in it because you could actually look up more stuff than I care to. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Either you would dispel it or. You wouldn't, and then that probably means Travis was right. <laughs> he also said uh, Divinity Zero better address Stalinverse. I agree, or at least include the Red Brigade. Hell yes, double agree. I, I think it better agree, include the Red Brigade. I think that would be a big mistake. Whether it addresses Stalinverse, that can come in other stuff later. So I don't think that that's critical. But I do agree that if you don't include the Red Brigade, you're you're really screwing up. <laughs> Because you you need to you need to keep pushing those characters because they're very interesting characters and you don't want to like you you can get to the the threads of the story later, but characters you can't just ah oh, we're just gonna set these characters aside. It's rare you could do that and get people actually still, you know. Oh man, we need this, you know. Yep, yep. Like uh, like warm up. Like well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> yeah, our buddy we'll... our buddy Chris, Chris from Calgary. From uh, the the VCR '80s Valiant podcast, um, we were talking a lot about promoting books last week. And he yeah, said, I saw his comment. I forget exactly what he said, but I liked it. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you right now. He said, "You know, it'd be a cool way to promote this massacre arc." Uh, by the way, recap if you didn't listen to the last episode, and if you didn't, shame on you. Go listen. Um, my thing was, I was a little upset with the way they're marketing this book. They're showing all these script pages with. 95% of the page blocked out and they just have a couple words uh, of the script. Anyways, you know, he said, you know what would be a cool way to promote the Massacre arc? Release a series of images of different characters dying. Release one every week and have about six to eight and say, one of these covers actually happens in the book. 
sort of like the cover with Gunslinger blowing off Cronus's ear. Not only does that make for a bunch of cool death covers, it also fuels spe speculation. I'm with you, they set the bar high, and I don't have confidence, they clear it. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea, dude. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I don't like that Cronus cover. I don't either. The, uh, yeah, I, the Gunslinger cover is cool, the one where he's hanging. Yeah, that one's awesome. The Cronus one, I, I, it's... Do you know who the artist is on that? Um, I don't, but I can look it up real quick. Um, yeah, I just it's it's like messy looking art. Like it's not that clear. Like at a glance, it's not that clear what's going on in that image. It's just I don't know. It's just I I didn't find it a very pleasant image. Uh, I mean, not just because see. somebody's getting their you know half their face blown off, but yeah. huh, that's weird. So that's the B cover. It's uh, Giuseppe Camoncoli, which that's surprising because usually his art is really freaking good. Um, he was doing Spider-Man at Marvel for a while. I'm not sure what he's doing now. Doing shitty Valiant covers. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe Marvel's keeping him busy, and so he, uh, he's he got no time. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that, that happens sometimes. I mean, we're talking about that with... Uh with uh what's his face joe eisma on faith that it just like it wasn't mm, yeah. on the same level as joe eisma on morning glories you yep, know yep, yep, yep. whatever um, yeah I, I just i'm not a fan of that cover i'm uh i'm considering buying that um who who does this cover let me look this up real quick uh monica pelos the the gunslinger cover where he's hanging by the cables it's a one and 120 line wide variant mm-hmm um, gold foil on the on the hardcore logo, which I think is awesome. That is pretty cool. So you're gonna you're gonna or pre-order that through DCBS for like uh, what is it? What are they? What are they? No, uh, no, I don't know. DCBS goes. DCBS on the on the high ratio variants is really expensive. Yeah, um, I've also discovered I was looking just for the hell of it. Uh, their prices on the Ninja Turtle variants are like any of the Ninja Turtle variants are too high in my opinion. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I do want that cover. Um, I just ordered the A on that one. I think that covers yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah, thanks for the feedback. Of course, you can go to the facebook.com slash group slash Valiant Central. Comment there. You can uh, tweet at us at who's Paul at Geekvine. Hello at nerdlegion.com is the email. Wherever. You can find us. Um, unless, you know, I'm off social for a few days like I have been this week because it's been busy. Um... Well, since you brought it up while we were doing our feedback section, Paul, there's a there's a War Mother book coming out. Another yeah, there is. It was the uh, the the classified book, and yes. they did the same thing last year, right? Same thing With last the year. War Mother one shot, yeah. Yep, last year. It was and I, I'm book excited this about this. Uh, I, I I enjoyed the War Mother issue plenty. Um, and I'm looking forward to Fred Van Lente doing something that. I think I'll really like mm -hmm. not something that I just like. That's fine, you know. Like uh, uh, Gen Zero, it was fine. I mean, I enjoyed the, every issue when I read it, but it didn't knock my socks off, you know. Mm -hmm. Ivar didn't wow me. I was like, this is good for what it is, but what it is isn't my favorite thing. So it's like for me, it's just okay. Yep. Um, whereas like Archer and Armstrong, I loved it. You know, so I'm looking forward to him doing a book that I'm pretty sure will be an I love it book. Yep. Because I do like Fred Van Lente's writing. I mean, he made Dynamite almost readable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so yeah, so it's a classified bug that's been revealed. It's coming out August twenty third, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's going to be written by Fred Van Lenty, with art by Steven Segovia. Uh, covers by David Mack. It's going to be a four issue miniseries. Uh, that's exciting, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I like David Mack covers, so anytime you get him involved in anything, it's just a plus in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Well, and I like Segovia art too. He did um Oh yeah. He did mm-hmm. one of those Unity arcs. I think the the one during Armor Hunters, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's he's solid. He's definitely solid. Yep. So that's exciting, looking forward to that. Um I don't know if they, have, they haven't shown the covers yet, right? They just showed uh, a little image of, of the A cover. If I'm not mistaken. I think yeah, I think that's all. They haven't shown a lot of stuff. They just showed one thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited about that. Um, oh, what else was it that I wanted to bring up? Well, I've got I've got one more thing. If you can't think of, yeah, it. you go ahead and go to your thing. I know I got. I'll look at my messages and remember what else I wanted to bring up. So uh, today or yesterday or something, over the last couple of days. There's been, I don't know if this is a leak or like there's an actual thing, but the Bloodshot movie cast shortlist has been revealed. Uh, so the shortlist is like uh, people they're looking at to play certain characters. Uh, this is the shortlist for Bloodshot, and I'm going to read it off to you, Paul. And you tell me what you think about these names. And if you don't know somebody, okay. let me know. Before you read it off, I want to make a little point for this is kind of how I feel about this type of stuff. Um, do you know who Rachel McAdams is? If yes, I got her I name do. right. Okay, who is she? She's one of those redhead actresses. Well, she she's in Doctor Strange, right? Yes. And from what some you know, Weiner was saying uh, about Doctor Strange, who will remain nameless, even though I talked specifically about this earlier in the episode. Um, she's a big deal. Like they made a big deal about getting her in the movie. Like, why is she a big deal? I don't know. She's she's a popular actress. I mean, you know, she's she's cute. What makes her young, popular? She's, she's done something to be popular. Like, what what has made her popular? That's what I'm asking. Oh God, um, I don't know. I can't think of something off the top of my head to be honest with you. Okay, so you don't even know why she's popular. She's just a name. Like, I don't even know her name. It's the kind of name that I hear. I'm like, I've probably heard that somewhere, but I don't care. I mean, I've, I've so, seen her. In, I've seen her in a bunch of movies. I just can't think off the top of my head. Yeah, she's one of those movies. people that's been around. Whatever. Like, I don't know anything she's been in. I didn't know who she was. Sure. So one of uh, one of uh, he who shall remain nameless's problems with Doctor Strange was that she didn't have a major role. She was just a, a character in it that could have been anybody. Okay. The fuck do you expect? <laughs> like, not everybody is goddamn Doctor Strange. Like, seriously. So that's kind of how I feel about casting things. Like, very few names are going to wow me. It's going to be the performance. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll discuss these different names. But, I mean, like, who would who would knock my socks off? Like, I don't know if any actor out there is going to, like, really wow me for, oh, man, they got him as Bloodshot. Sure. You know what? You know, it's like in the Ninja Turtles, they got Stephen Amell to be Casey Jones. He was fucking terrible. Mm. Terrible, Casey Jones. Terrible. <laughs> was it all his fault? Probably, because yes. he's a douche. So whatever. He actually seems like a really nice guy. Yeah, he but, does seem uh, a very nice guy. He does a lot of nice listen guy. to his fans, too. Yeah, okay. I take it back. Steve, Stephen Amell is a sweetheart, but he was still a terrible Casey Jones, and I don't like Arrow. Matter of fact, I think Ronnie mentioned the story on, it might have been on Rebirthically, about 
he couldn't make it. He was supposed to be at KC, whatever the con is over there. KC Comic Con, we'll just say. Uh, mm-hmm. And he he couldn't. Sh- I don't know. Something happened, and like he flew, like the whole cast or something to the con, like out of pocket, just so they can like all meet the fans. I don't. That's know, really I don't, cool. I don't remember like, like the exact story, but it was something like that. Yeah, he genuinely seems like a very nice guy. Um, he was involved in WrestleMania like a couple years yes. ago, um, and like, first of all, as far as an actor being involved in it, like he did his his part well. Like he he did well with it, but uh, you know, like he just he seems very genuine, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, like, I don't like Arrow. Uh, I really hated him as Casey Jones. Part of it was how they structured Casey Jones, but part of it was definitely him. Yep. But if he was in something, I'd be like, I can't hate that guy, you know, so we'll, we'll see how he does this time. <laughs> Got my fingers crossed for him. But anyways, yeah, so the, the the Rachel McAdams point, like, I hear a name, like, it's, it's going to be like, do I like the movie? Do I like the performance? Not, oh, that name, it's going to be the best because that name's in it. There are very few names that would uh, have any impact, and honestly they would probably be role players in the movie anyways. Like uh, uh, Ian McShane, is that his name? The guy from, that he was from Deadwood? Yep. Yeah, he was in the movie Hot Rod, mm-hmm. and that instantly made me not care how bad the movie was because he is fantastic. So <laughs> yeah, is. the movie ended up like I really thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. But uh, up until like halfway through the movie, I was like, this is meh. But Ian McShane's in it, so it's okay. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so here's the short list, Paul. Oscar okay. Isaac. Do you know who Who's that? that? All right, so that's no. uh, Poe Dameron from the Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm indifferent I'm in to, to him and to the Star Wars movies pretty much, but I can see where if he was in it, that would be a plus because obviously Star Wars is a big deal, so yes. people would be like, I love Star Wars. Now he's in this movie, and maybe I'll check it out. You know, and I got to say, out of, out of the, the entire list... Um, he's the one I like the most for the role. Uh, he'd have is, to put on some weight, though. I don't remember exactly what characters were what. Was he the... He's the pilot, uh, the, the, the X-Wing pilot. All I remember is there was a black guy and a white guy. Was he the black guy or the white guy? He's a Spanish guy. Spanish guy? Oh, man, I'm lost. Well, Spanish <laughs> is white, so it's probably the white guy then. <laughs> but there, there was a, a black guy who was one of the main characters in that movie, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes what, what was that character? Uh, oh god, I don't remember. Okay. He was he was a clone. Cuz he he had a bigger part in that movie, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's like the okay. the second main guy. Okay, okay, yeah. So that that's the one that I remember better cuz obviously he had a bigger part. Oscar, I couldn't I like, tell you much so about the movie. Poe po Dameron is is the X-wing pilot that works for the the rebellion. He takes uh him to to the base, to the to the rebel base. I remember vaguely enough. Right, I fine. just don't care enough to talk about this anymore. I hear Move you. on next cool. time. The new Star Wars movies are terrible. Uh, James McAvoy? I know I know James McAvoy. What has he done, though? He, I'm so he, bad about he names. He played Beast in one of the X-Men flicks. He was the main character in Split. Did you see Split? I did not see Split. Oh. Uh, did he play Beast in like these most recent X-Men movies? Oh, no, movies? not Beast. He was uh, Professor X in the, in the newest movie. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Young Professor X. Yeah, he was good in those movies. Yeah. He's a good actor. I don't. I don't know about Bloodshot, but whatever. Yeah. Um, although, uh, let me tell you, dude, go see Split. 
I know Mike it. It. Mike, Keep it Mike on my radar. Mike really liked it. You should go see Split. Yeah. Um, is it a horror movie? It's uh, it's not. No, it's not a horror movie. It's more a suspense. Okay. Suspense. Okay. Thriller kind of. That's fine. I like I like suspense movies, even if it's like a suspense horror. I just don't like gore. Yeah. No. No. It's not gory at all. Okay. Good. Uh, good. So Jake yeah, I'll, I'll keep that on my radar. Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a no. I actually. Automatically. I I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of what he's been in. It's been for. I mean, what was the the mo- oh my god, the movie where he hallucinated the the rabbit and all the weird oh, stuff. It's been yes. so long. Uh, that movie was like such a. Such a that's what people my age when they were young watched movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Maggie Gyllenhaal was in it, and she was in that other movie where she was naked in it. Donnie so Darko. Like, oh, Donnie yeah. Darko. Donnie Darko, yeah. yeah. Um, the, the thing I remember most from that movie is if you watch the movie, get the DVD, watch the, the commentary with Jake Gyllenhaal. He does an impression of Christopher Walken as the rabbit. Mm-hmm. That is the best thing about that movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely the best. So here's a little bit of trivia for you. Uh, they were actually looking at Jake Gyllenhaal. I think it's pronounced like correctly. It's pronounced like Gyllenhaal or something. Uh, yeah, but everybody care. pronounces it wrong. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he was gonna be uh, Batman in Batman Begins, and then uh, they chose Christian Bale instead. He. So I mean, the only other movie I can remember that like clearly that he did was that like one where he was I think a marine or something was a jarhead or something like that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was a good movie. Like I could see him playing that like physical type of role that like you know I mean Batman would be uh, Bloodshot would be. So I mean I don't know. I mean I once again if they said Jake Gyllenhaal I I wouldn't really feel a strong positive or negative. I'd be like I recognize the name and that'd pretty much be the extent of it. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, the next name on this short list is Nicholas Holt. Who's that? Which I read the name. I was like, who the hell is that? So I looked him up, and I was like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. Um, he was Nux in Mad Max Fury Road. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen it yet, but I actually have it. Yeah, it's really good. You should watch it. Um, he's, yeah, uh, what, what are they called? He's one of the, the main war boy. Um, he also played Beast in uh, Days of Future Past, X-Men Days of Future Past. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I like that beast. beast. He was the did you ever see about a boy that Hugh Grant movie from like twenty years ago? He was the I'm little, sure he, he was the little so boy. Long. He was the little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that little boy that um, I don't remember. Yeah, that's that's Nick Holt. Uh, he's do, they're doing a, a Watership Down miniseries by the way. He's gonna be in it. Interesting. Yeah. Which rabbit is he playing? Fiverr. <laughs> <He's playing rabbit>. <laughs> <laughs> That book took me so long to read. When I finally read it, I really liked it, but it took me so long to get into. Yeah, I've, so I've never read it. I think we've talked about this. Um, yeah, we actually have, it, probably it, several times. It's uh, it's next on my list. I'm finishing up American Gods, uh, which is terrible, and then I'm going to read Watership well, American Gods isn't terrible. It's, it's, okay. it's just popular fiction. It's okay. It's not a masterpiece that everyone says it is. Oh, it's not a masterpiece, no. Yeah. You know, you know what Neil Gaiman is a masterpiece? Sandman. Sandman. Yep. I don't know if any other Neil Gaiman is actually a masterpiece. It's all just like good, good. You know, it's mm-hmm. like nothing else has blown me away with with Neil Gaiman. He's just good, you know. Yep. But yeah, his his books they're just popular fiction. I mean, they're they're very interesting. And if that's your niche, then 
it's it's really good you know yeah. kind of like how you, how you guys love black eyed kids and i thought that comic was really mediocre it mm-hmm. just was like it, it was your niche you know sure um yeah anyways uh moving on yeah moving on and then finally uh mark Wahlberg. all marky mark that i think is kind of hilarious yeah i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> um too. i would have no problem if mark Wahlberg played that because you know what mark Wahlberg kicks ass yeah he does he is so good have you seen the big hit? Yep. That movie was awesome. You know what's have not you awesome? Seen... Transformers. Oh yeah, fuck that. Um, have you seen uh, what was the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, uh, and one one was a, a cop that went undercover, but nobody like it was the kind of thing where it's like nobody is gonna know that this is that you're really a cop. Like we disavow you. And then the other guy became a cop, and he was actually dirty and was like in the mob. Hmm. And Mark Wahlberg was in it. I don't remember that, uh, but he did a cop movie. It won a big award. He did a cop movie with, um, oh, God, what's his name? Elf. Um, Will Ferrell? Will that was Ferrell. hilarious. Yeah, did you see that? Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Okay, now we, we need to look this up. We need the name of this movie right now because, you know, what? this movie was excellent, and I want to stop talking to you and watch it right now, even though it's not going to happen because I have to be up at four. All right, you said it's Mark Wahlberg and who? Uh, Mark Wahlberg, um, uh, what's his name? Um, the guy from Titanic. Oh, DiCaprio. Yeah, DiCaprio was in it. Uh, oh, one of the guys from Good Hunting. Yes, oh my oh god. Oh my god, yes. He was so, so he didn't have a big part in that movie, but he was so good. And the thing is, Mark Wahlberg, anything I've seen him in that, that, like, I've wanted to watch, he is he's just so good at his roles mm-hmm. you know like in in the big hit like he was a badass but it was hilarious because he was like you know he was like such a nice guy for a murderer yep um and like he had heartburn because like he just wanted people to like be happy around him and like that movie was hilarious yep. um but then like in the departed when you get to the end and he's there and like he's all like he's he's a good cop he's really good at what he does and he goes in like gloves on like full like he's totally covered up so there will be no evidence and he goes in who was the other guy in that movie um the guy from goodwill hunting uh which one of them uh, was yeah, jason Bourne guy matt damon yeah yeah matt damon right yeah yeah he goes in and he kills matt damon because matt damon uh killed you know like killed DiCaprio or whatever. I mean, whatever, all the stuff that had Jack Nicholson was also in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the stuff that happened, like he was this dirty cop that is, you know, in the mob, uh, and is going to get away with everything. And he goes in and kills him. Yep. And just the way he did, like, it's just so fucking good. Like what a good ending to that movie. And they did it so well. And he's so good at his role. So like, I would be very happy if he was bloodshot because you know what? Dude's got a physique to him. Like, mm-hmm. he's clearly worked on his body, but, like, he can act in any different way, shape, or form, you know? So, uh, that list of guys, you got a bunch of young guys. Do you think Bloodshot's a young guy? Like, I don't take Bloodshot as being a young guy. No, but, I mean, with makeup and special effects, I don't think it'd make any difference. Yeah, they, they, they could do it. I'm not saying they couldn't do it. Age isn't the most important factor, but I'm saying, you know, you might say, oh, Mark Wahlberg's too old to do that. I don't think so. I think Bloodshot's been around. You know, I think putting an old, you know, an older guy in that role. And it's not like Mark Wahlberg is old. How old is he? Is he in his forties, fifties? Oh, dude, he's got to be pushing fifty, right? Yeah, I, my guess is 71. he's pushing fifty. He's, not quite he was 50. born in seventy-one. 
Yeah, so he's 46. Yeah, yeah he, dude, that's that sounds perfect to me. Like, I actually, like, out of all those names, I, I think Mark Wahlberg is the first name you would, like, snicker about. But out of all those names, it's the one that I would be like, this could be really good. Mm-hmm. And he's also by far the biggest name in any of those. Yes. In, in, in acting and in music. So there you go. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I think uh, I think w- with the people they might try to want to get to watch this movie, uh, either Wahlberg or Oscar Isaac would be uh, top two, right? Um, I don't know, dude. Like oh, James Mack, dude, go see Split. God, he's fucking good in that. Mm. Anyways, I, I sold myself on Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> you know, I you know I hate fan casting, but you know. It could be a little like now that there's actually something like at least vaguely concrete. It's more interesting to talk about. But like to me, pulling shit out of your ass. And the thing is, the people who people pick for fan casting are always absurd. Sure. It would be like somebody that you know really likes the Arrow, being like, oh Stephen Amell should be Bloodshot because <laughs> they like Arrow. It's like no, no. Mm. And, and that's the thing. Like when you're picking somebody for a role, it's not because you love them in something else because they were great for that role. But that doesn't mean that they're going to be great for this role. And you want the person that's going to be great for this role, you know? Yep, yep, yep. There's so many times. I mean, like, you, you mentioned uh, Transformers. Like, how many people in movies like that, they're only there because they're a name? Sure. You know, I mean, Stephen Amell is Casey Jones in The Last Ninja Turtles. Uh, what's her name is April O'Neil. You know, it's like she's not there because she's going to be a great April O'Neil. She's there because of her name. Right. You know, Seamus is rock steady. Come on. <laughs> Let that sink in a little bit. Seamus is rock steady. He's not even a good acting wrestler. Yeah, but. They had to make rock steady Irish. Yeah. Rock steady's not Irish. In he... the newest cartoon, they made him Russian. That's not Irish either. Do you watch uh, the 100? No, that's one that I want to get around to eventually, though. Okay. Well, one of the main characters is Paige Turco. She was April O'Neil in uh, TMNT 2 and 3 in the 90s. Hmm. Yep. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh, April O'Neil. Even though she's, you know, 25 years older now. Yeah. Anyway. What else you got, Paul? Uh, I forgot to... I, I got all distracted by your conversation. <laughs> Give me a second. Let me pull this up here. Just send this to Sparkman. He'll edit it. It'll be flawless. He's the best editor. He is. But I need to have this out tomorrow. I'm not doing that to the poor guy. Oh, man. That's because you're the worst. Just cancel on me. Tuesday after Tuesday. (laughs) Can't help it. Busy. Man, they should. Okay, so yeah, here. So I thought this was interesting. Somebody made a comment. I think this was in the big Facebook group. And it's got me thinking a little bit like, uh, you know, sometimes we see comments and like we will, uh, I don't know, kind of kind of pick at them. You know, we'll, we'll knock them a little bit because they're being like really, you know, like I think this is best. So why doesn't, you know, why doesn't Valiant do everything I want kind of mm-hmm. comments? Mm-hmm. But like some of the like the one I brought up earlier, it's, you know, some of the comments we've talked about tonight. It's not they're not comments like that. It's kind of more just like, hey, that, this was just a, a thought I had, and I want to see what other people think. Yes. And somebody made a comment about how Valiant has killed off characters with 
really strong potential characters that have had some growth to them and could be really great Mm. and my reply to it was just that if you kill a shitty character it doesn't matter like then it doesn't matter like if you don't have to worry about a character with potential being killed there's no threat Mm of there's no threat of death there's there's no risk like you never actually worry about losing a character yeah. you have to have that risk of anybody can die some characters are much less likely to die sure uh but if there's not that risk you know, like reading the valiant when you were reading the valiant did you think k was gonna die all the way through that or something nope. you know like ooh, yeah k dies at the end and that series before that it's like k was just I mean, she wasn't a major, you know, like a well-built character. They were building her up some, but I mean, she was she was not like this character before that that you were like, oh, Kay's great, you right, know? Right. Um, like I I remember her character from Archer and Armstrong, and I mean, she started off as not being a likable character, and then she got thrown into this weird position, basically. Mm-hmm. But then in the Valiant, that's where you really got to where you grew to to love the character. Yep. Uh. So then her dying at the end of the Valiant was like, oh, shit. Like, she she was a key component to that story. Like, that story makes him think, like, oh, big things are going to be coming from Kay. I'm looking forward to it. And then you get to the fourth issue and she dies. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that risk, then, then you know, we talk about dead is dead and Valiant. And I know you can nitpick that with some of the stuff that's happened, whatever. But <laughs> if if dead is dead and Valiant but they're never going to kill anybody that might be good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. I mean, they might as well kill them and bring them back because it doesn't matter if you're not going to kill somebody that matters, yep. you know? Yep. And ultimately like any character, any character that you kill, like if, if you're going to kill somebody and they're going to be dead, you know, every person matters. Like every person is a big component of somebody's life. So whether or not they're big to us as a reader it's just like, has their life been explored or not, you know? Um, today, the news came out that Chris Cornell died. And when I first heard it, I was like, I don't really care. Like, I mean, it's always sad when somebody dies, but, like, I don't particularly care. Sure. You know, Soundgarden had, like, one song I know well. I didn't really listen to them. That's not my thing. Um, I didn't really think of the music that he made as being much more than mainstream music that, mm-hmm. like, you know, a lot of, I mean, obviously connect with a lot of people, but it's the kind of thing like I listen, you know, I was this age and that was the age you listen to popular music. Yep. So you listen to it, you know? Yep. Um, but then as the day goes on, you see people's comments on it. You know, he meant more to other people than he did to me. And that's always to be expected. Um, and, you know, and then you find out stuff like, you know, he committed suicide. He hung himself. Mm-hmm. And you get all these other details and it makes it more real. And it's like, you know what? when I just heard Chris Cornell died, it's like shrug. It doesn't, you know, like that doesn't affect me right now because I don't have any connection to Chris Cornell. But when you start fleshing out the details and he, he becomes more of a, of a person, you know, more, he, he's meant this to these other people. He hung himself. Like that's, you know, dying is one thing. Committing suicide is, is that adds more stuff onto it. But like, I don't know, like, not to say that any kind of suicide is better or worse than the other, but, like, when you hear somebody hung themselves, like, it catches you up a little bit more than, than some of the other things you could hear for committing suicide, you know? So, I don't know, like, the times that I that I know of that somebody has hung themselves, like, there's, oh, it's just 
the stuff that they were going through was really, really rough stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and no, you know, usually nobody knew it, whatever. It's hard stuff. But the point is like, you flesh out these details and now I, I do feel sad that he died. You know, it's not just like a celebrity died, you know, shrug, whatever. Now it's like, you know, there's more details there. So like, I feel more about it. It's the same thing with characters in a comic book. You know I mean? Miscellaneous Syot B dies in this issue of Imperium. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean a damn thing. If they took a part of an issue to tell you who that guy was, it would mean more. Yep. If they took an arc to build that guy up, it would mean more. You know what? This guy's a Syot. He's something. He's not just some normal person. So, like, even just in the context of comic books, like, this guy isn't just, like, the the minimum impact but you know even even if somebody is normal like how many times in comic books do you see where it it doesn't even take like knowing the character but you see like there's some villain is attacking and one of the things that like you know i don't know like uh ginger blew up mexico city right sure who do you think died like was it just like a bunch of drug dealers you don't care about was it um, you know, all the people that Trump says is coming over from there that are just rapists and drug dealers. No, it's okay. Well, yeah, there's normal people, you know, okay. Well, normal people die. Well, they, that's sad, but I don't know them. So how sad, like it's sad, but it's whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but they show you an image of a mother holding a baby that, you know, they don't show her die. They don't even have to show her die, right? but you know, she died because she's there. And then you have to think about like how many mothers with babies are there? How many babies are there? How many children are there? You know, how many people who do so many things to help other people are there? And all these people died. You know, so there, there's any, 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 any person that dies in a comic book can be a character that matters. So the fact that Valiant is actually going to build up a character and then kill them, it just, it gives us that sense where you can never feel fully confident that a character won't die. Yep. You know, is it likely that Exo is going to die? It's less likely that we're going to see him die in a comic book than than a you know a smaller character that doesn't have their own title. But right. it's not completely impossible, you know. Yep. No, I agree. I agree. You ready to wrap this one up, Paul? <sighs> I feel like we should have something else a little bit lighter than my diatribe on death to end it. <laughs> <laughs> like what? I don't know. Don't we have any more listener questions or something? Uh, I don't know. I haven't checked the email in like a week, so I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I know, because you never forward me emails either. Dude, I'm busy. I got I got all these great questions from these people. I'll forward them to you. I'm nope. busy. I'm busy. <laughs> busy, Paul. Busy, busy, busy. So you know what? Let's do this. Uh, we don't review books. We don't necessarily talk specifically about like what's happening right now. It's just we talk about what we talk about. Uh, but what is what? What is, are you most hype about with what you're reading right now? Uh, in terms of Valiant or in general? Both. Give me give me some like what in Valiant is your favorite thing right now, and then in general, what's your favorite thing? Well, I mean, in Valiant right now, it's EXO, without a doubt. Oh yeah, that's starting off so good. Yeah, I mean it's it's so weird. Like with with Venditti's run, it was really good, but at the same time, like it it felt super quick, right? Like you read it really fast. 
And you're like, God damn, I have to wait four more weeks for this. With Matt's run, it's like it, it takes a lot longer to read an issue. So it feels a little more savory, if you will. Yeah, no, that actually makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I love Venditti's Exo, but I also read a lot of his uh, Green Lanterns that he did. I read, what, was the Flash that he did also? Yeah, he was, he was co-writing Flash. Yeah, and I read some of that. And I think Venditti has a knack for telling a story in a way that works really well for, like, what the big two do also. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's a very good story writer, but, like, he's good at, like, that type of writing that, like, kind of keeps it moving but he also like he takes it to another level where he keeps all these threads out there but it's you know some you read some stories where they leave these threads out there and then they want to pull them back in but like it it's kind of you know it's like the story gets divergent and then they're trying to tie it back together and it just doesn't work then diddy it's like he really makes a tapestry out of it he's very good at what he does yep um but you know matt kent's uh writing in the you know what he builds so the the last comics in black and white that i did i did with jay and we did essex county yep. and that's jeff lemire obviously not matt kent uh but we talked for so much longer than i expected to about it because you know what when you talk about essex county i mean it is long it's 500 pages but you can read that book so freaking quick mm-hmm. because so much of the story is told with very minimal words Right, right, right. And uh, but there is so much to the story. It's not just this happened, then this happened, then this happened. There's so much going on in each thing, and you have to understand how things are intertwined and how, you know, like it's about how things are affecting people internally too. You know, so it's it wasn't just a okay, this is what's happening, and this is what we thought about it. Like it took a while to talk about it. You know. Mm-hmm. And like we weren't even as thorough as we could have been. And that's kind of that's kind of Matt Kent. He uh, the way he builds a story is it's not it doesn't st- stay as surface level. There's more depth to it. That's why you know I mean we we talked about this before, but some of the complaints we heard from from some people when it first came out, it's like they they took the black and white things that they saw and then they just pulled shit out of their ass for what was what it meant. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, Eric just decided to leave his wife. He just decided to leave Earth. Yep. No, just because they didn't tell you why yet doesn't mean that that's what it is. There's a lot more depth to it. So when you're reading it critically, you're you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, well, he's he's gone from Earth. Why is he gone from Earth? He's gone from Sana. Why is he gone from Sana? Right. He's obviously upset that he's gone from Sana. Uh, you know, they they subtly show that. Um. But yeah, there's just there's so much more to it. Yep. Um, so yeah, I've I've really been enjoying that. Uh, for my thing for Valiant, um, I so Ninjak twenty seven just came out, which is the end of this run in Ninjak, and it's it's also not written by Matt Kent, which I never quite understand why they do that. Uh, but I really liked the end. I haven't read twenty seven yet, but I really liked the end of Matt Kent's story, and. Uh, I started getting everything in trade. Like that's, I decided I'm going to switch to doing stuff in trade Mm -hmm. suits me better. And, uh, I'm really looking forward to getting and reading all of Ninjak and trade, uh, again. So that's, that's, that's what I'm kind of excited about right now in Valiant because I'm just kind of making a shift with stuff. Um, 
what about outside of Valiant? What's your your number one thing that you are digging right now? Outside of Valiant, um, I really like God Country from Image. Uh, I don't know if you're reading that. It's Donny Cates. No, I'm and I am reading pretty much everything except for very few things in trade. So Fair if it's right. something that you really like, you'll tell me about it. And then when the trade comes out, I'll probably check it out. That'll be how I go about it. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. What's out now? I think issue five is out, so I'm sure there'll be a trade fairly soon. Um, God Country is really good. I, I've always liked Donnie Kate's stuff. Um, it's all like high energy, like just really good reads. And God, God Country is interesting. It's a uh, this old man with Alzheimer's um, lives out in like Kansas or something. It, it's it's kind of like The Wizard of Oz in some ways. Uh, this this like tornado hits, and all of a sudden he's like this super strong dude with like this godlike sword um and there's like gods and and monsters after him to get the sword back uh it's super weird but it's really really good he's got a a book for aftershock coming out too which i'm excited for called baby teeth um and it's about a, a teenage girl that's uh pregnant with the antichrist um <laughs> that sounds like yeah. an aftershock book well, it sounds like a Donny Cates book, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, every, everything he does is fantastic. Um, so, yeah, God Country from Image. Uh, Pestilence from Aftershock just came out. It is freaking awesome, dude. Um, it's like, what if the Black Plague was a zombie apocalypse thing? Um, it's really good, really well done. There's a lot of boobs uh, <laughs> in the first issue, but uh, I'm, I'm really digging that. Um from Marvel, I'm loving the Secret Empire thing. Uh, I, I, know I'm I know there's a lot of haters. Yeah, I know there's a lot of haters on it, but you know what? They can lick my nuts because it's pretty awesome. I love it. I'm, I'm looking forward to checking that out. Um, I'm also looking forward to so with Marvel right now. I I've only read like the first issues, and I actually haven't read X Men Blue yet even. But uh, I'm I'm digging the new X Men stuff for what I've seen so far, and I'm excited about seeing the x-men go somewhere better than what they were doing yeah blue um, blue is not bad gold needs a little bit of work yeah we'll, we'll see but uh i i i'm really digging x-men um what i'm really digging is i've been reading through the old uncanny x-men i started with giant size number one and then you know 94 from there sure. i read the first two like the the big collections they have i think i've read through issue 144 now um, and I just like I'm really falling in love with it, so I'm starting to uh, not too aggressively, but I'm starting to collect Uncanny X-Men. Interesting. Um, and I just picked up uh, the first uh, Mister Sinister. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I forget what issue number it is offhand, but uh, it's a nice cover with Wolverine. But I really like Mister Sinister. I haven't read much of him, but he was involved in a in an arc in the Uncanny X-Men that I started reading, uh, which was right after Schism. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm digging X-Men. I'm realizing I picked up some other old Marvel stuff and I realized I don't dig it the same way that I'm digging X-Men. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my, my Marvel thing right now is, uh, is I, I really enjoy X-Men. I even picked up, um, a set of the six X-Men movies that are out and nice. I'm what I never watched Apocalypse. I'm starting to watch that right now. And I know it's like, it's total like bastardization of the comics, but yes, so far I'm still fairly early in. It's, it's an fun enjoyable though. Movie, yeah, it's whatever, fun. you know? It's yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that's, as far as that goes, that's what I'm digging right now. But, uh, um, 
for like I guess my big two outside of Valiant stuff. Um, aside from that, man, I've been dabbling in so many different things that it's just been really interesting. Doing comics in black and white between Jay and Dennis, they're both constantly suggesting so many things mm. that are outside of outside of what I would go after on my own. Yep. But in some way, shape, or form, is interesting and appealing. Uh, so there's a lot of different stuff I'm checking out. Uh, one of the things I'm most excited about coming out in July is the Ninja Turtle Usagi crossover that um, that Stan Sakai is involved with too. That's going to be awesome. So everybody should check that out. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And um, I just I just read Motor Girl, by the way. Oh yeah, Terry Moore. That you know that's really probably the biggest thing that I've really dove into in the last few months is Terry Moore in general. Motor Girl issue five is the most recent issue out. It's only going to be a ten issue run. Uh, Rachel Rising is what sold me hard on Terry Moore, and we did a comics in black and white, you and I, on that, and then yep. I did a second episode with Ronnie to kind of finish up the series. Yep. Um, but yeah, that just I'm sold so hard on Terry Moore. I got the Echo Omnibus. I got the Strangers in Paradise Omnibus. I haven't read uh, Echo yet. I've only read a little bit of Strangers in Paradise before. Uh, but yeah, Motor Girl, it's so good. And I... I I don't quite get when people don't like it. Like I understand that, you know, if you you're looking for certain things in comics, but Motor Girl, um, it there's like kind of fun, silly stuff with it, but man, there's so much like heavy stuff under the surface there. I'm really digging that. Yep. Okay. All right, let's wrap this up now. Let's wrap this up. You've been listening to the Valiant Central Podcast, episode one twenty seven. If you don't know by now, you can reach us on all the internet machines. On the Twitter machine, we're at who's Paul, at Geekvine, at Valiant underscore Central. Email is hello at nerdlegion.com. Uh, Facebook.com slash group slash Valiant Central is the group. And, uh, oh, yeah. See, I haven't even had time to look at reviews, Paul. Don't forget to do reviews on whatever your favorite uh, podcasting app or service is. Uh, iTunes really helps with the exposure, but there's Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, we're on stuff I don't even know about um, and I just got an email from this company uh, so I'm going to be testing getting uh, new episodes via Facebook Messenger which I think is kind of cool um, anyways I'll, I'll announce that next time we'll catch you next week <laughs>